0: Another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. and We're at a remote location. We've got the lead quarters set up at our good buddy Jeff Kirkham's office here at... I mean, it's got multiple names. Is this the Black Rifle Coffee? Is that what we're going with? Or Ready Man?
1: Nope. This is the Ready Man uh, live podcast room.
0: The Ready Man live podcast room is is doubling as the lead quarters as we are speaking right now. So uh, our live crew, I hope you guys are joining us. If you've got questions... Start posting questions now. Uh, also joining us, walking in the room here. I'm late. <laughs> we've got none other than Jacob Herman, whose new nickname <laughs> is... Dirty, Dirty Bomb. Dirty Bom. um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, our good friend Jared Markle, a student of the gun, joining us for this episode. So this is kind of an uh, impromptu episode of the Talking Lead Podcast, uh, but we're going to have a good time. So make sure you guys go back and uh, check out our previous episode, the AK Corner, Talking Lead AK Corner, where we had our good buddy. What? You're going nuts over You had there. an AK episode now? Were- I have one every month now. We've got a new segment. It's called the Talking Lead AK Corner, presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. Yeah, boy. They're boys out of Poland. And we had C.J. Johnson on. He's the president of Pioneer Arms Corps. We had our good buddy uh, Quentin Carter Q was on. He's our, he's our amigo. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, just uh, bought in with uh, Black, Blackout Cerakote Customs. So he's talking about that. And uh, we had a couple other guys on too. So great episode. We gave away another AK-47 for wow. that episode. I should have Given won. one way every episode. We, uh, Ten so far, two more to give away. And then we're going to start all over again with 12 more episodes, one a month. Can I we, be on the AK episode? You can come. You can be on the AK corner. I'd love know? to be on the AK. Jeff show. is yeah, definitely I'm an AK guy. So Jeff, Jeff is dead. We're gonna find out more about Jeff for our leadheads who aren't familiar with Jeff and uh, all the. I mean, I can't keep up with everything you're doing. You, you're an author. You're an inventor. You're an op- entrepreneur, um, and you're just an all around badass.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was. You know, I'm I'm a former action guy.
0: Former, so. yeah, former action guy. So, um, but. As always, we've got to thank our sponsors. So make sure you guys go and show right On Optics some love, R-I-T-O-N, optics.com. Uh, another reason that we're here in Salt Lake City is uh, the Charlie Melton world record long shot. We're going to be attending that here in the next couple of days. So we're going to bring you a lot of footage from that, doing some live stuff out there in the desert with uh, Charlie Melton, Brad Stair, uh, with Charlie going along with that, uh, that Tejas. Mm. And uh, I think all you guys are going to join us, right? Out to I it, think up, so. Yep. Out to the that day. is the plan. Friday's the day. Friday, yeah. Friday's the day. As you guys are listening to this uh, who aren't watching live. Uh, this is Wednesday, so we got a couple of days to get ready for that. So, um, Jeff, we were talking a little bit. I was telling you about what we do with the show. Um, before we get into our jack wagon train, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about, about you and your, your background.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, I was I was in Special Forces, so I was a Green Beret for about 28 and a half years. Well, not about. It was 28 and a half years, so almost 30 years. Um, and I uh, actually joined back in 1987. I had, I had like, a very non-typical um, Special Forces career. And is
0: that a set? Non-typical? Is non-typical? <laughs> <laughs> are are a, any of them a, typical? <laughs> well, I, you know, I a-typical was— typical is non-typical. I, right? was,
1: I was lucky or blessed where— you know, it's when I went through, I joined very young, you know, back then it was called a rep 63. Now they call them 18 x-rays and, you know, and I, and I went, so I joined I joined between my junior and senior year of high school. So I went to basic training and jump school between my junior and senior high school. I came home from, um, from jump school, from airborne school, you know, and thought I was a big, bad paratrooper. What year was this? That was 1987.
0: 1987. Yeah. Is that when Top Gun came out?
1: It, pretty close. Pretty to around close, there. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a fighter pilot to the chagrin. My dad was an Air Force guy he wanted me to fly. Oh, and bet. Yeah. I was like, nah, I want to be on the ground and be a Green Beret. And um But anyways, long story short, so graduated high school. Two weeks later, boom, I was in infantry school. And then I uh, went straight to Special Forces school. And so I was 18. And, you know, the next closest guy was probably 25 or something. So
0: You didn't get picked on at all, did
1: you? You know, I I had enough common sense to keep my mouth shut.
0: There you go. And it was
1: like there were these guys running around that had just come from this weird place called Ranger Battalion. And it was like, oh, these guys seem like they know what they're doing. I had no idea what a ranger was. And I was like, man, I'll keep my mouth shut and do what these guys tell me to do and learn. And so I did and passed. And, you know, fast forward, I was a – you know, I, was a, I got off of active duty at the end of the 90s and uh, was a special agent for the Drug Enforcement Administration. So I did that for about four years. I went back to, I was in the National Guard, Special Forces. At that time, a 19th group out of Washington State. Okay. And then the war kicked off and I ended up going back on the invasion of, um, of Iraq. So we started in the Philippines when it looked like we were going to invade the Philippines. And then... Came home from that, rolled right over. Where I actually during that time frame is when I did the, the uh, testing for the AK for SOCOM mm-hmm. for their first data that they could anybody could find. Okay, which uh, dis- you know, which uh, essentially we can do shut a whole show program. on that. Do a whole show on that, <laughs> yeah. And um, and then went over on the invasion. I was a team sergeant in Special Forces for the invasion. And then while I was over there, I got recruited into a CT unit. So I was in a counter unit for thirteen years and. So I came home um from from the invasion, got recruited <clears throat> and then geez, it was like six months later, four months later, I was back over there and I'd go back it's and just forth, non-stop. back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So I racked up about eight years on the ground in uh between Afghanistan and Iraq in the uh in the C T unit, which is where actually where I met um Dale Comstock.
2: Okay. Oh yeah, that we were talking about that earlier.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so earlier we were doing the student of the gun. Uh, podcast, and you guys brought up his, what is his beard? Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, he is a, pure, he, a, he's, a
2: fairly beautiful Yeah, he's got a, uh, he's got a serious four-man chew mustache yeah. going on. He's got big arms, too. Yeah, he's yeah. a big guy. He's a big dude. He's a big yeah. dude. Extraordinarily fit for his, uh, for he's his not age. a young guy
1: anymore, yeah. like, would be the best way to do it. Dale's, Dale's uh, let's see, I think he's like three or four years older than I am, so yeah. he's like 50, uh, he's like 55 now, I think. so. Right. But um, yeah, so anyways, I did that and then finished up with uh, the CT unit and then became an entrepreneur. And, you know, and I'd written a couple of books I think while it's I an was understatement. Still and an Entrepreneur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a couple of inventions that I, you know, we sell. So like the RATS tourniquet, the rapid application tourniquet system, that's mine. I, I invented that. I have the patent. we sell that thing all over the world because um, it's so simple and easy to carry. Um, as well as we just wrote Black Autumn, me and my business partner Jason, who's the co author, um, wrote Black Autumn and that's actually a whole series of uh post apocalyptic fiction. All right. And then um and then we've written a couple of how to manuals and then if you're really bored one night and you can't get to <laughs> sleep, I wrote two planning novel or two planning manuals for the military. So if you can't sleep, you can buy those and read them, and you'll fall asleep guaranteed.
0: <laughs> so you got you've got a series with the the uh, Black Autumn. Mm-hmm. Talk about that must read.
1: So Black Autumn is yeah. um, it's a post apocalyptic fiction. So it's a thriller, and and really the background is you know Jason and I were talking one you know over a series of time we were talking one night and. You know, and he's, you know, of course it was over bourbon or something good like
0: that. Best We're, ideas happen that way. We call that mind yoga. but yeah. um
1: And he was like, hey, how do you think that, you know, he's never been in the military, never been a cop, very, very accomplished outdoorsman. And he was like, how do you think the world could end or stumble or something? And I was like, well, I'll tell you how I think it could happen. And so we we talked about this and it's like, well, if that happened, then what would happen over here? And what would you do over here? And what do you think would happen over here? And at one point, I think it was him that he wrote, he was like, Hey man, we should start capturing this in a novel. I think it'd be really good. And I was like, man, that's funny you say that. Cause I had actually started writing a, um, a science fiction novel when I was in the CT unit. So I'd come back from, you know, from missions and you're, you're trying to depressurize from, you know, right. you're, because you're all amped up or stuff, depending on what happened on the target. And most of the time you're coming back and, and so you're bone tired, and yeah. you just some way to decompress, and you're bone tired, but you can't sleep. And so I was, I started writing, and um, for you know a science fiction novel. And so you just, it's like unbelievable for decompressing because you just get lost in this fantasy world of your own. So anyways, I gave that to uh, Jason. He read it, and he's like, "Hey man, that's pretty good. I think we can write a novel." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And so we that hammered is he, out. Did
0: he have prior experience with? with writing or anything like not, that? Not
1: fiction, no. He's actually, he's a very good writer. I mean, he's written a bazillion articles for different, you know, survival and right. prepper magazines and outdoor as magazines. As far as getting like,
0: books or novels, it's kind of the first He He'd endeavor. written two
1: books, but they were on business. He's, you know, he's a retired businessman. And so he'd written two books on business, but never a, never a, a novel. So right. it was... Other than I think I was the only one, if you could even say I'd done any writing at that point, you know, it's about 200 pages into, you know, my other one that hasn't been the um, science fiction yet. one. The science fiction that sounds one. good. <laughs> it was, sounds like it, a good one. It, it, it's it's I a love fun read. Fiction. Yeah, it's a fun read. It's about, of course, like it's dragons? about a special force. Well, it's about a special <laughs> forces guy that's in Afghanistan, and you know, and at some point we'll release this. But a guy he's done multiple tours going to Afghanistan. Go figure, right? And so he um at one point he decides you know what screw this the war's gonna last forever i'm i'm gonna friggin find some treasure because it's afghanistan and like we were constantly finding like just crazy stuff right like world war one german helmets out of these caves and stuff like that just all kinds of stuff so i was like i'm gonna write this story and so i mashed uh you know this is special forces guy that his team gets wiped out by zombies and and, um, he all of a sudden gets recruited into this into this organization called the corporation and um he finds out that monsters are real and um he so he becomes like a bounty hunter um going after monsters, and they're you know and they're grabbing the different parts of the monsters to so they can, you know, bioengineer. And there go are these back like,
0: and, like your your monsters you grew up with, out? like going and hunting Frankenstein down. It's
1: or, all, all of the above. Like I, I was meshing Jersey in. Devil. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. mashing Greek and South American, you all kinds of, all mythology, of mythology, A lot, or... lot of, lot of Viking mythology. A lot of, uh, um, you know, biblical Old Testament mm-hmm. and you know, in the po- apocrypha and just doing all this research and all this stuff, so I could. Tie all these characters together, and ultimately it ties into you know it's going to be the end of the world. And here's the main character, this SF guy. He's kind of caught in the middle between good and evil, and he doesn't know it, and he probably doesn't care. And so he's,
0: <laughs> yeah. So well, that sounds good. That when, sounds like a good when will the, when when
1: you know if Jason had something to say about it because he's been beating me over the head now for about six months to uh, so that we could start finishing it up. So we just finished. Well, we just finished a Black Autumn Conquistador. So we wrote, we're, we're, we've written three. We're on the fourth companion novel of Black Autumn. Okay. And so there's Black Autumn, then there's Black Autumn Travelers, which is available. Black Autumn Last Air Force One, that one's available. Is a
0: continuing epic?
1: Well, it's not a continuation. It's just at the same time as Black Autumn's happening because okay. we had so many people ask us, What else is happening in the universe, you know, while Black Autumn is happening? Because Black Autumn takes place here in Utah. And so we wrote Black Autumn Travelers. That's about three of the characters that are trying to get back to Utah. Mm -hmm. We wrote Black Autumn, last Air Force One. So it's the President of the United States is flying around in circles while the world basically falls apart. Um, Black Autumn Conquistadors is um, um, the uh, the growing threat from the South, known as the cartel, that... uh, you know, I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but essentially it becomes another empire that's growing. Okay. And then we have Black Autumn Gunslingers that we're about three quarters of the way through right now, writing, and we'll release that probably in the next couple of months. And that is that is a, actually a guy that's trying to get to Utah ahead of the cartel, and so he's kind of the Paul the uh, Paul Revere. You know, the British are coming, the British are coming. He's
0: kind of like a, the Game of Thrones, the the white. Was it the White Walkers? White Walkers, yeah, the white yeah, walkers are coming. The White Walkers are coming. When yeah. is uh, Conquistadors <laughs> releasing?
1: Um, I think we're going to release that. It's in editing right now, so it'll probably be two months, two, three months. I've it? read the three that are out. Yeah. They're awesome. Amazing. Yeah, so I read. a to read the, We got made one Monday, kinda... and
2: he's like, we've got another one out called Traveler, so I went to the hotel and read it. Most minute. people cannot finish a book in one sitting, so it's not a short book. I didn't want to say it like that. I read extraordinarily fast. Right. I, I didn't put it down. And I've got thousands of books, and for me not to put a book down, it's excellent, must-read. I've read every piece of prepper fiction out there. It's a must-read. Go and, buy it now. And,
1: you know, the other cool thing is, too, is so we've got a closed group called the Ready Men Closed Group, and um, we've opened up the Black Autumn universe to a bunch of – I I think there's a lot, of, a lot of veterans and even civilians that are having hard times with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, writing is a phenomenal way to kind of – to decompress. And um, so we opened up the black autumn universe to a bunch of the people in the ready men closed group. So that uh, who's the guy in the black water shirt. That's who's the hot friend.
2: Who's the girlfriend. Hot, who's That's the my girlfriend. She's the best man. She is the best human ever. She's so nice to me. It's that, weird. get
0: sidetracked. All right, go, go. Well, but we, we open, we open it up to the, that we up bad. the
1: black autumn universe to, uh, to the other writers groups. So there will be more companion novels. And then uh, White Wasteland is the sequel. White Wasteland will come out um, next fall, so it's at White Wasteland, which is the sequel of Black Autumn. Right. Um, that's next fall is when that's scheduled. It's at the editors right Very now. Very cool. What did trailer drop for though? that? What's that? Um,
2: when you have sci-fi books and everybody writes, you start collecting like fan fiction. It's the omniverse or the. Ember, there's a term that they use for it in science fiction. Yeah,
1: there, you know, there probably is, and and I think you know, the, Do anybody out there in live land know it's, what that's it's called.
2: When like they somebody writes a book and then fans write, it, yeah, yeah. it's,
1: it's kind of like Star Wars, Star
2: Trek, all, yeah, Star and Wars. It's it's every all over the like different worlds are different, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. the same. It's the same. It's like the Omniverse. So if they want to
0: get these books, they can go to... Amazon,
1: and then we're getting them up in the Ready Man store as well. So readyman.com. We've got Black... I think Black Autumn's up in there, and we've got 365 Days of Survival. That's a how-to manual. But Amazon's... You can go to Amazon and get all of them there as well. Very cool. If you don't read the book and you don't want to be a prepper after reading the book, you have some major issues. We've had... and, And really, that's the back end of the reason... You know, the big reason that we wrote the book was we're big believers in like emergency preparedness. Everybody should do it. If for nothing else, you know, we talk about, we talk about the probability of threat. And so for most people, the probability of threat, you know, we use that term when we talk about close quarter battle and we talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. gunfighting as well. And so, but it also applies to everyday life where you talk about the probability of threat for emergency preparedness. And the probability is mom or dad could lose their job. They lose their job, they get sick, get in a car wreck, Something like that, any number of things that now all of a sudden are affecting the family because they're not, they don't have the income that's coming in like they normally would. Well, now when times are fat, now's the time to prepare for that to save your money. And even food storage, you know, it'd bring a tear to your eye when we were cleaning out, you know, my house one time and I had these old MREs and I mean, these things were probably 10 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I have no idea if these things are any good. And around here in Utah, they, they've got this thing called KSL. It's kind of like Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Only everybody in the mountain states uses KSL. So, and one section of it is free. And so, it's like, you know, there may be some value here. I, I'm not going to waste time to sell it, but I don't really want to throw it away because somebody might have some use, so have for, some it. use for it. Yeah. And so, I put these MREs out you know, on uh, KSL and um, somebody immediately called us. This was four years ago somebody immediately called us and I was like hey are those MREs still available and I was like yeah but they're old and so you need to make sure that you sure. need to test, test them out, and yeah. make sure that you know and and I was like and I'm not going to guarantee how well they're going to taste and the gal on the other end was like hey we might we haven't worked for two years so any food is, oh is appreciated oh, wow. and you know it's like Oh, okay, well, I've got a couple of buckets of weed. I'll give you guys too, and yeah. and, and help them out. So, right. but that's where that's like that probability of threat. You know what had happened is her husband had gotten sick. were sure. on to find and out, and they weren't prepared for that. weren't prepared for it, and had chewed through you know almost everything in a matter of of uh, you know a few days, and then were just living subsistence at right. that point.
0: And that's kind of the like you said the the backbone of of your your novels there, and you also do. Like you were saying, some some manuals for preppers mm-hmm. specifically for yeah. So for we've that got
1: purpose. we've got a bunch of checklists um, where it's like we've got a bug out bag builder checklist. We've got um, a calorie checklist of how many calories you need and what and the different foods that are long term storage foods and how many calories they have, so you can do the formula and figure out how much food that you think. We also have a. Um, um, a beginning prepper's guide or emergency preparedness guide. I think it's preppers or a, the beginner's guide to prepping or emergency uh, preparedness. Okay, And so it's we wrote it for people because we get asked all the time for folks that are like, I have no idea where to
0: start. Right.
1: And it's like, here, start with this book, and it'll cost you less than fire insurance per year.
0: That's the best place to start is to get the book.
1: Get the book, and it and it's step-by-step, step and it lists it all
0: out for you. Pretty cool. So any of you lead heads out there that uh, haven't started prepping yet, that's a good place to start go to it's to go to amazon to and uh just put jeff Kirkham in the search engine and mm-hmm. all your stuff i did it uh, the other night and all your books well, came up yeah it all yeah. shows up
1: there yeah
0: very cool so what i want to talk about is uh, your other ventures that you have going on mm-hmm. you got you know, mentioned ready man uh, black rifle coffee a couple other things probably that's yeah, the so- but before we get into that it's time for the talking lead jack wagon train <laughs> So, Gunny, bring that train in.
3: Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and 9th. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon
0: of the week, so brace yourself, baby. So, this is probably the most anticipated uh, segment of the show. Okay. Uh, And this is where we, we were talking a little bit earlier, where we ask our listeners, our guests, uh, if there's uh, somebody or something that they've kind of got a a chip on the shoulder about or they want to call out. For doing something stupid, this is the opportunity to do that because we don't really talk politics on this show. Mm-hmm. Jared knows it; he's done done the jackwagon train several times. I've never been on it, but I've done it. You've yeah. never been? I've been on it. <laughs> Just to clarify, I've I've thrown myself on it a couple of times. Seen the plan to survive.
1: Yeah, yeah. R.D. plan yep. to survive. Yeah, and I, I should have brought that up. I'm horrible at pitching different stuff. One of
0: your other books?
1: No, plan to survive is a uh, is a survival engine, and so you go in there. It's 50. 1700 skills and pieces of gear that get you prepared for essentially it's highly customizable for whatever you think your probability of threat is Mm -hmm. and you go through and you it's a self-assessment but then it also ties back to a lot of the tutorial videos we've done on ready man we've got close to a thousand tutorial videos on handle you know all kinds of different stuff and so um it ties back into that but that's that's the other
0: benny that we've got So I'm going through this, and uh, let's just pick this one. And uh, it comes from Old Tennessean. And Old Tennessean, he's just sent a link here. So we'll click on this link and see what it's... I don't know what this is. I've not seen this one, so... Oh, boy. This is his... This is uh, off the cuff right here. And it, it comes from Ammo Land Shooting Sports News. Three new gun control laws go into effect in Pittsburgh. Okay, so he may be from the Pittsburgh area, and this is going to hit him directly. Uh, Pittsburgh Mayor Bill Peduto signed three new bills that restrict the use of some semi-automatics, such as the AR-15 within the city limits, limit magazine size, and enacts a red flag law this past Tuesday. Hmm. So this is fairly recently, uh, I guess. Well, that guy's a scumbag, isn't he? Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, how did he get into office? Well, but
1: but you, but you know what though is like I think most most you can't shoot inside most city limits. Are they talking about so shooting or own?
2: If somebody comes in your house, I this has been about a week ago. Yeah. If somebody breaks in your house, right? The way it's written. Yeah. If you smoke that dude with, with an, an AR-15, AR-15 15, yeah. they're going to arrest you for breaking the law.
1: But how are you breaking the law? Because
2: you've shot an AR-15 in the city limits. Yeah. Not all guns, specifically.
0: AR, it's illegal to fire an AR-15, which means can't take it to the gun range. Do you know that it's illegal to do that in the city limits in Murfreesboro on Sunday? On an, But they on specifically, <laughs> so why they did that, you can't take your AR-15 to a gun fine. range. Yeah. Yeah. Every every they're fine. trying, can't do it they're trying
2: every way in the world to say you can't have an AR-15 So let's read on. The city, the city
0: deems these laws necessary mm-hmm. after the uh, Tree of Life shooting. In that shooting, a Nazi walked into a synagogue and killed... 11 unarmed people, investigators, determined that the killer's motive was uh, uh, anti-Semitism. Uh, the mayor said after signing the bill, if we didn't challenge laws, women wouldn't be able to vote. So he's lack- likening this infringement on our Second Amendment rights as t- as to that, as to changing the law so that women can vote. Mm-hmm. He's, he That's wants to infringe
2: on the civil rights. He, he wants
0: to infringe on the civil rights. That's what he's saying yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely it sounds so, like
1: sounds like a straw man
0: argument to me so that is a a good example of a, a jack wagon. Mm-hmm, gotcha so do any of you guys have term. one that comes comes to mind right as we're talking here as I come come up with the next all one?
2: all all progressive liberals oh just all, yeah, all of them. not just one anyone that has ever voted for any DNC supported candidate
1: I think you know a biggie would be anybody that embraces socialism. I mean, we've gotten to this point in our country now where we, where, where people aren't even hiding it; they're saying, "I'm a socialist," or a and, communist, or Just a what? communist. And and it's like you guys realize that historically they've killed well over a hundred million of their own people.
3: You know, Dad and I had a, a long conversation the other day, and we were trying to figure out, okay, how did we get to a point in this nation where where we came from? They understood what happened when you tried to enact socialism. But then you get to where we are now and it's and what we came up with is that our founding fathers the people that founded the nation was they they learned and they they were educated from people before them like Plato, Socrates, etc. Now we've got a, a lot of misinformation that goes around because of the internet, mm. maybe not because of the internet but it goes around on the internet. And so people don't really know what to believe anymore and they don't know how to get educated. And so I think that if we ramp up the education uh, on, on our side, if we like fight back against this big media arrow, I'll call it an arrow boom. This is the arrow that's attacking the education system. I. This so is what we need. We they, have like a little They arrow do know back. though.
2: Like you get a, a true socialist. They have read the Communist Manifesto. They they are believers, and they go around and tell you how they're different from other. So they're a democrat socialist, or they're a whatever socialist. And you bring up, well, the... the Southern Baptists. The the Nazis <laughs> were the National Socialist Workers' Party. Right. And they give you all these examples how the Nazis weren't socialist, even though they had socialized medicine, and they had gun control, they had registered gun owners, they had found people like the Democrats want to call red flag laws, they had found people they believed to be terrorists. In that case, it was the Jews, Right. A socialist under they're probably very well educated. Zach, keep us right? uh, honest on like, time. Like they're probably they they do know they choose to live like that. You know, the other thing is a socialist or a communist is and I was thinking about this the other day, somebody said one time, no one wages a war like white people do. Hmm. Right? When you look at what we've done in Europe, World War I, World War II, the firebombings of Dresden, the killing, you know, like sure. nobody had a problem with it. Communism, socialism has killed more people, but at the end of the day, a socialist of one of these people that say I'm a democratic socialist I support these uh, ills values. they're racist because what it was is communism Dug. killed hundred million people they weren't white people so when you think of indigenous populations your average New York liberal doesn't care how many Chinese or Japanese were killed or mm. Vietnamese were killed yeah they because yeah. they don't recognize that as a civilized society they mm. they when you think when you're like hey a hundred stats are just used to,
0: well, to- prove whatever point that you want to try to prove you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah Depends and they make excuses it, it's, 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 what what it's interesting
1: though for. that people would still you know i'm drawing a parallel between you know so we've got air 15s where you know that they're, they're trying to make those illegal because x number of people have been killed which is horrible it's horrific mm-hmm. that that's happened but they're using that to you know to drive an agenda forward and at the same time those very same people are pushing a socialist agenda forward, where it's like, "Hey guys, based off your own argument, right? You, we should the we should be as far away from socialism as possible because it is historically and you're murdered, proving your own case. You're proving your own case. <laughs> <laughs> it's hundreds historically murdered its own people, hundreds of millions of people. people, of millions of people. And weird. I guess maybe a hundred million is so. It's like, how do you quantify that in the human brain? Yeah. I mean, that's like you're talking a major metropolitan city, like. Times ten, yeah. right? People, like the entire gone. Salt Lake Valley. Times 100. what is it? One person's
2: yeah. a tragedy, and a thousand people's is, is a. What, is it? There's a
1: saying. Yeah, kill a person, you're a murderer. Kill a million, you're a conqueror. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, it's so, yeah. jackwagon. There you go,
0: jackwagon. Yeah. So next one comes from our sergeant at arms, Jason Edgar. I made him sergeant at arms last episode because he uh, he had so many jackwagon nominations. So we just made him the freaking sergeant at arms says, can't remember if Camelia Harris has been on in the past. This list is freaking huge. Senator Camelia Harris has called for banning assault weapons and requiring universal background checks and made passionate calls for action by Congress on gun control. But she also owns a gun herself. She said Thursday. This, uh, she stated, you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away. It's a false choice that is born out of lack of courage from leaders who must recognize and agree that there are some practical solutions to what is clear what, a, what is a clear problem in our country. The problem, Jason says, is uneducated Americans on the Second Amendment. When controlling or regulating any firearm, this weakens the people from a tyrannical government, which is true. Uh, no surprise here, Camellia Harris is only looking out for Number one, herself.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They always
2: do that. They always find someone that was that owns a gun or grew up in a hunting family. And they've even run commercials. Did you not see the commercial with all the vets?
1: Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah.
2: They yeah. All, there's millions of, like, they always find an article that says, I grew up hunting or I grew up shooting.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
2: right, I, I don't give a shit what do you find, like, so she has a right to own a gun, even though she is a tyrannical dictator who goes out of her way every day to oppress and destroy good Americans. She has the right to own a gun. Everybody and, in this country does. And
1: I've got a theory that the Second Amendment. So if you look at the founding fathers and where we were at, and, you know, I don't think owning guns now, everybody's going to gasp here for a second. So bear with me. Bear with me. I don't think owning guns is so much so that we can protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. As it is so much is so we can protect ourselves from our neighbors who, when genocide kicks off, as we've seen historically, become the government. And so if you look at the Cultural Revolution, Mm -hmm. the People's Revolution, the, the Bolshevik Revolution, all of those, Rwanda, all of those started with neighbors, even the Nazis started with neighbors. The neighbors were not, you know, the good people were not able to defend themselves against the neighbors. And after they crushed enough of the, of the, uh, of their neighbors, they t- then became the tyrannical government. And you actually, historically speaking, we've seen that over and over and over and over again, where you've got a perfectly fine government that just gets overrun by the thugs yeah. and the heavy handed ones because people can't protect themselves. Like a homeowners association.
2: <laughs> look at what the I mean, look at what those become. Or, Think about it. Like or the you,
0: teachers' union. You men. get five yeah. or six people who okay.
2: have never had any power. They elect themselves a the homeowner association. Next thing you know, they're kicking people out of their houses. Yeah. Yeah. Like and they don't do it. They probably don't wake up in the morning and go, man, I am going to get this guy kicked out of his house. They just become so entangled in their own bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we had a, a suggestion by one of our lead heads, and I'm trying to look who it was. Uh, but he wants us to do something. That's the opposite of the jack wagon. So, you know, we've been doing the talking lead jack wagon train, you know, the gunnies. Uh,
1: Man, that's, I love that idea. Over, I'm, over I'm a, the jack
0: wagon train, but we, he wants to do something the opposite. Those yeah, people who are doing good, do, doing good in the community. So we want, what are you we call asked it? our lead, well, that's, we've asked our lead heads to come up with names for that. So they've sent in some suggestions. That's great. So the rainbow train. The rainbow No, I've, I've done. I've no, done, that's
1: not it. I've done like three interviews here lately where I, I you know, the, the drum that I'm constantly beating is if we as a group, as a community can find a way to bind together and, and prop each other up, then then we will be a force to be reckoned with. If right. we can, if we can, you know, can we all just get along? But if we can figure out a way to stay on common ground and understand that it's like we're not always going to agree, agree with each other, that's okay.
0: We were talking about Gentlemanly debate
1: is yeah. absolutely encouraged. But the, but the name calling, you know, at, at no point should graphic art win an argument. So so that's we should just memes socialism <laughs> kill that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way of socialism. Yeah. That's the I mean that's Stalin and Lenin, well, we, right?
0: We we for the most part we keep this show positive. The Jack wagon train is, you know, kind of our escapism. Your escape. So to counter that, we we're going to come up with with an opposite and uh, it was Jeffrey Haddix who came up with the idea uh, and it says, "Hey lefty, been thinking more on the subject. Maybe it should be called the talking lid." Freedom Fighter Award for those fighting for our freedom. As for a vehicle being, uh, as for a vehicle being, being a Navy vet from the 80s, 'eighties, I'm partial to the fighter jet we launched from the deck of my ship, the USS Carl Vinson, the F-14 Tomcat. I know they are newer. There are newer, faster, sexier jets out there, but the Tomcat, Tom Tom Cruise, Top Gun. We talked yeah. about that earlier. Had an appropriate uh, motto for freedom fighting: Any time, baby. Thanks again for the great show and keep cranking out the interviews, Jeff Haddix. Uh, so there's one suggestion. So with the jack wagon train, we've got, they're called jack wagons. And then our vehicle is the, the jack wagon train that hauls them off. And yep. the gunny is the, the engineer of that train and make sure that they don't get off that train. Gotcha. Um, so what we asked is come up with a name and then a vehicle that, that our patriots you know, are going to be riding. So that was his suggestion there. Do you guys have any ideas on what direction we should go with that?
3: I'm stuck on Freedom Fire
0: with the Jedi. I like. You, you, that. you could
1: call it the positive cycle and uh, put yeah. some dude on a Harley.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the positive cycle. That's a good one. You know, positive cycle. I like that. Let's see my things. Jack happy up basket. So here's one. Josh <laughs> Josh Spiel. Jack wagon train. Opposite the Jill wagon. The Jill wagon. says, uh, "Hey Lefty, always enjoy the show and all the great guests you interact with. I've been thinking about the vehicle." And name for those folks who champion our Second Amendment freedoms and come up, came up with the idea, we could call the vehicle the Liberty Limo. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, that's good. And during the The show, you could announce, "Oh hey, looks like the Liberty Limo is pulling up. Let's see who's inside." Kind of like they do on like E Entertainment and stuff. That's your oh, new, right. That's your new producer, right there. there you go. <laughs>
3: I was going to say Happy Hummer, but now that sounds pretty. Happy gay Hummer. For, that's I'm down true. for a Happy Hummer. <laughs> for Liberty Limo <laughs> sounds much better.
0: Then we could call the the uh, Joy G Uh celebrities Jeep. like celebrities, but they're, they're celebrities. That's celebrities, It's like a talking lead celebrity. And instead of a celebrity, it's a celebrity. You make it up words like yeah. a mumble rapper now. Yeah. Well <laughs> it's kinda <laughs> like we do here on the show is that we, we legucate the unleducated. Yeah. 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 That's what our podcast With, is about, is legucating. Do you guys talk about lead safety? Lead safety. Lead safety. Yeah. Yes. Did we talk about that? So that's his suggestion. Anyone who is a celebrity walks the red carpet and you could input camera sound effects, blah 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 blah. So that's a good idea. I kinda like that idea. So what I'm going to do, I've got, I've got lots of these from you guys, okay? There's all kinds of ideas. There's, there's jets, there's other trains, there's boats. Uh, so I'm going to get like our top three, and I'm going to put them to a vote for you guys. And uh, we're going to let you vote on what we're going to go with from there. Did you guys have any other ideas? Anything you want to throw in the pot? No, that's better than a, me. Happy Hummer. You like the Happy Hummer? Yeah, everybody loves a Happy the Hummer. The Positive thing. Pinscour. Freedom, <laughs> the freedom Flight. <laughs> the Positive Pinscour. Ryan Baker says Freedom Flight over there. <laughs> there you go. Freedom Fighters flying Chris, on the Freedom Force one. Got one. Hey, man, what's up, Ryan? The, har- the Harmony Hilux. The Harmony Hilux?
1: Yeah. Probably that. one of the greatest vehicles ever you built can for off You paint that up, too.
0: That
2: could be an NRA booth thing. This is the Harmony
1: Hilux. The Harmony Hilux.
2: Something happy. We're not
0: happy anymore, man. And like, set the lead quarters up from there. Know, there you go. If you, it's not headquarters; it's lead quarters. It's the lead quarters. That, that's why he came over to up with and talk about yes, like, reloading good. and I like stuff. we're getting out of Liberty <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's I all I like. That. I like the positive
0: pins gower as well. Okay. It's just a, it's a little long to spell. Yeah, I don't know if I could get a good tune to that. You know, music. what about the happy Hummer? The oh man, we could come up with some noises for that patches. That'd make a great patch. Happy Hummer. All right, so, uh, we're so going who's to... the who's the, the who's ha- the happy Hummer of the week?
1: The Hallelujah.
0: Uh, we don't we don't have any nominations. Wait, let me make sure we don't have any nominations for that yet. I've got a nomination. I haven't I can... started it yet, so we haven't got nominations. I've, I've got, we're coming for... up with the names. You got one? yeah. the new it? CFO? The NRA
2: um, has they've started auditing some of their their expenses, and uh, I think as a as a member driven organization, a deep mm-hmm. look into the the way money's spent, the way members' money spent. Yeah. And taking some some that they're gonna take some some hits for that, right? So having some accountability yeah. is uh that's hard to do when you've got all these angry people and happy people and somebody finally standing up uh and saying that, hey, we're gonna look at ourselves and like we're gonna look at our organization and taking responsibility and accountability. That's awesome. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Like nobody wants to take accountability for anything anymore. And even though it might suck and like they've they've filed a lawsuit against ACMAC for for some frivolous spending, and but at the end of the day, that's a positive step. It's a great step for the NRA, mm-hmm. and it's a great step for holding uh, their, their selves the executive committee. I think that's except. a good a good but, nomination. Yeah. yeah, and it's positive, right? It may sound negative. We like, man, we're going to do an audit, Thank but you, when you do a self audit, that's like the first step. That's the that's, fr- huge. that's the first like personal yeah. step or corporate yeah. step.
1: Yeah, clean clean your own house before you. Uh, you want some coffee? Is that coffee? Yeah.
0: Speaking of Black Raffle, this episode brought to you by Black Raffle Coffee Company, and uh, they even have an AK blend for you uh, AK corner leadheads out there.
2: What is this one, Jeff?
0: Uh, And we're going to talk more about that. Are we going to talk more about the different? We're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to work that in. We're we're short on time, so I'm rushing here. Um, What kind of Russian are you? uh, That kind. Yeah, boy. So we're going to wrap up the, uh, the jack wagon train. I'll get more of these out when we've got more time. Uh, thank you, uh, all you lead heads. Uh, and the, and Alex, happy Jeff, home, Doug, John, Patrick, uh, all the Jasons here. All, uh, let's see, Kenneth, all you guys. Thanks for sending those in. There's a lot more of you. Sorry if I missed your name. Uh, Gunny, get that train out of here. All right, so... Is
2: there a sound that I don't hear? I don't hear anything. Like, is there supposed to be a train sound?
0: On uh, the in the show, I oh, nice, that. choo, nice. Choo. That's what it, that was a legitimate question. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: nice, choo
0: choo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it sounds just like choo choo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, before we get into more of what's going on with you, yeah, uh, there's some things that I want you, leadheads, to be aware of that are going on. Uh, our good buddy Paul Markle, Jared's father, was recently diagnosed with cancer, and. Uh, uh, we want to do everything that we can to help him out through this time, help you guys out. And there is a, a GoFundMe site that's been set up. Yes, much Could to dad. tell us about yeah. that?
3: Dad doesn't like the GoFundMe thing. He's not anti-GoFundMe, but he doesn't. Now he was
0: he was adamantly opposed yes, to, to doing to, this. To doing
3: this. And um, James Zager and I got together and we said, look, it's happening because people are asking us, hey, how can I support you? Mm-hmm. And rather than telling them, well, just you can't, we gave them a way to do that. And it's it's studentthegun dot com slash gofundme. We do not expect any donations. If you don't have the money to donate, please don't. But there is an address there. If you can send dad a letter or an email or something, then that'll be perfectly fine. Just,
0: yeah, just showing that he that you support him and you're behind yep. him, uh, praying, uh, yeah. mentally, you know. For sure. And any, but if you have money, that's that's even better. If you've got a few bucks to to spare, yep. then five please, ten bucks, by all means. that's
3: perfectly fine. Um, and anything that is not used to cover dad's medical bills will be donated to some um, cancer charity and probably star treatments because that's what we we support. So,
0: yeah. And and Jacob is here because Night Vision is doing a, an awesome um, kind of answerly thing to this with uh, with uh, the sites. Talk well, you
2: know, we're a, we're a, we worked with Paul. I guess it's been two years ago now, right, Jared? To develop the student of the gun, the yeah, Accurate sights. Year and a half, sights. two years. Yeah.
0: Year and a half ago, I've known
2: Paul now for eight, nine, ten years. Met him through Dave Biggers, and uh, we, you know, we wanted to do something, and so we have the Accurate sight that Paul designed, and we've worked with in partnership with Student of the Gun. And what we're doing um, is, if you go to the website, uh, you go to Nightvision.com, you get a set of Accurates. They're the sights that that Paul designed. You put in the code Paul. And P A U L P A U L. And that gives you ten percent off the site, and then we're donating ten percent to the GoFundMe. So there you go. So if, uh, that's yeah. an awesome way to do it yeah. as well. So, so you know, and, and you're getting the student of the gun site, which as the director of sales, Paul is constantly asking me why I'm not selling more. So so this is like double, <laughs> it's job, Jacob. It's double sided, right? So you get so you get a discount on the site. So you if, get you're, a great if you're if you're being to cheapskate, you can get a discount. And Other what do those side, fit? What guns do those fit? So we've fit? got them for the CZ, the real CZs, the PO7, P10s, right? The, the polymer guns, not the ones you got to have a master's degree to change sights out on. The Smith & Wesson, the Shield, uh, uh-huh. the Glock 4243, and the Glock 9mm 40 series, so, calibers, right? We don't do the 10mm and Glock 21s, but you get right. 10% off. So if you got to type the code in, right? So that's how that's the identifier. We're not seeing you got to type the code in, blah, blah, blah. The reason is that's how counting— tracks that discount and those to get that's the how 10. we apply so you get the 10 percent off and you we give the 10 percent to paul mm.
0: so go, guys we appreciate that yeah, yeah it's awesome so get behind us i want to it, see a lot of you lead heads out there and
2: listen if you are one of these people that uses inferior site you can still just go donate money to the gofundme you got options like if you, you are options. stuck on your i don't want to use the best night site tritium night site in the world and i love my inferior <laughs> product you can go to the GoFundMe and put just put, <laughs> put money in there. That'll so work either way. Our Paul that's has why we given, have options. Paul's always giving back to the gun <laughs> community and us. But Tom one way or the other,
0: make sure up. you guys go to their Instagram page, go to their Night fishing their yep. Facebook. Um, student of the Gun and, yep. and show Paul Paul some love. Yeah, we appreciate it. All you, I know we they have. They've been some. really good to talking yeah. lead and you lead heads over the years. So, uh, let's, so get, st- let's get behind them.
1: Student of the Gun forward slash GoFundMe.
0: Yep, that's where you go. Yep, perfect. Very good. All right, uh, Kirk, Kirk, Kirkham. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk. <laughs> Jeff, we want to find out Paul more about uh, who? Paul. Is he on there? Yeah, he's watching. Hello, Paul. There Taylor he is. Taylor, hi, <laughs> Paul. Professor Paul is is watching us live. What's up, buddy? Missing you. Wish you were here. Uh, how did you get started in, in all this, going from the military, uh, back 30 years in the military? Mm. I mean, I mean, I can kind of see what drove you. To, to what you're doing with the, the ready man, you know, the kind of the preparedness type products and things that you're preparing, but you know, the coffee, the black rifle coffee and well, some of it, the other things it that all you're kind of
1: started springing out at the same time we had, we had a, uh, Evan and I were working together out in Colorado. So Evan Hafer, who's the CEO and the, he's the brains and the energy behind black rifle coffee. And, um, we were working together out in Colorado. We were in special forces together and, um, Anyways, he had a he had a daughter about the time I had my first son. We start a little bit late in life. And all of a sudden, you know, when you're older in life, and I pretty much, not pretty much, I'd done everything I had ever dreamed of doing in the military and then some. And so, like, I checked all the blocks. And uh, all of a sudden, I've got this little human being that is, like, <laughs> dependent on dad coming home. And so right. all of a sudden – Going out and assaulting targets in the Middle East wasn't quite as cool as it was before, and so, anyways, we started kind of plotting our escape. And Evan was very much in the same boat. And um, fast forward, he he came out to Utah. I was living in Utah. He lived in my basement for I don't know eight months or something, and uh, where we were spinning up a couple of different businesses. We had um, one that was Twistrate. That was a um, it was a crowdfunding platform that was sympathetic to the firearms community we made we made a bunch of mistakes you know we're new at business and you know overspent in some areas and mm-hmm. whatnot in marketing we didn't really understand it and we had a marketing place that like you know cost us a lot of money it was very expensive education I've so anyways, a lot of people <laughs> so we you know we essentially that that it's closed down stupid tax uh. <laughs> yeah stupid tax well education i like to call it there as, you go you know we got a lot smarter and um so as that was winding down, we spun up, um, you know, we met the guys on ready man, ready man was like literally four months old or something. It was brand new. And, um, so we came in and started helping out in ready man. And, um, at that same time I had rats tourniquet and I had been, I had licensed it out rats. I mean, at that point they'd sold, t- you know, thousands of rats overseas to the Iraqis and the Afghans. And, um, um, th- that company was shutting down, and so I pulled that license back, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to try and release it uh, domestically." And so Rats took off, and then Evan came to me one day, and it was like, "He's always been a big coffee head," and he was like, "Man, I think I think we should start a coffee company," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so we might as well start something well, was else he just too. Sitting there drinking Folgers <laughs> one
0: day, like, "This really sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. We could do better than this."
1: And so started cranking on cranking on that, and so kind of the three of those companies have. You know, have turned into what they are. Obviously, Black Rifle. And again, Evan is the he's the the genius. The Rats
0: Tourniquet. I'm sure a lot of our late heads have heard of the the Rats Tourniquet. Was that was that like your first offering, your first product that kind of got you? It was the it was the first one that that we
1: released. Yeah, it was it was like my third patent. I've got a bunch of patents, but it was my third patent. And um um and so when when that released, it was right as right as tourniquets were starting to get recognized here domestically and um and that's really what took it off and i mean we sell that thing worldwide now and there's nothing more humbling is when i mean i'll get emails or phone calls or or messages that where people say hey i just use your tourniquets
0: last
3: friday is that matthew zeller is that who that is m zeller what is that he said he used the uh, rats last friday
1: oh wow yeah if you uh send that an email if in, you man. email me um, I had to use my, my last Friday. Yep. A Cell 1985. Five. Hey, if you direct message me, I'd love to hear that story. We're actually we're on the way. We're trying to collect as many um, save stories as possible. We're up to about 50 right now of people that have. Cool. Yeah, have, it's more um, than um, one or two. To us. You told me. Yeah, so. and I mean, that's it's just never the a ones good day, day when you got to use a tourniquet. Yeah. But it's good and to it, hear that people are out
0: there and they're being effective. With
1: and, them. And it's amazing too is we've gotten the most bizarre stuff. I I think maybe out of the 50 that we know about, um, you know, there's probably like four of them are gunshot ones. And the rest of them are chainsaws, circular saws. I mean, a friggin' forklift, um, pane glass windows, kitchen knife, um, kitchen knife, a couple couple of kitchen knives. (laughs) We had one guy that was cutting down a tree and it and the tree bucked. Wasn't a chainsaw, but the tree bucked, put his arm through the house oh. that was standing behind it, essentially degloved his arm wow. um, while he was there. And um, you know, and happened to have my tourniquet, so they put that on. A bunch of car wrecks. Um, we had two two people that had been hit by trains that they had traumatic leg amputations. Right. Um, motorcycles. We oh. had we had one guy that degloved his leg um riding oh, a motorcycle, God. which is like. <gasps> but <laughs> um but you know these folks you know we had we had one kid that had a he had a hunting knife and he was just he's sitting in a drive-thru and he's kind of messing around and next thing you know he had completely sliced his femoral artery he sent me pictures of the of the uh of the truck and it's like a pool a Jeez. pool of blood yeah and he called me and he was like hey they used your tourniquet on my leg to save my life and i you know it's so phone calls like that to me i'm just like wow that's that's cool yeah. he he was he was going to put it back in the sheath oh, and yeah. and miss man miss the sheath, yeah, the sheath really and, sharp. and uh yeah i mean he's got femoral. a future
0: in uh sharpening knives. there's a there's a lot of guys buck, we carry him but hiring and believe with <laughs> <them, we're laughs> the africans yeah
2: um there's a lot of guys that die in africa not of disease or a snake bite it's machetes it's uh they, they either get around the animal, and the animal spears them, right? The the big horned animal, uh-huh. a little animal will put that horn through there for more Being artery, gouged. or they are screwing off with their knife, and they cut themselves, and they down. cut the, like they're trying to skin something or show off, and yeah. they just. I'll tell you, we've got
1: we've got three or four box cutters where um, one guy was was breaking down a box and sliced his radial artery. And um, you know he's covered in blood. We we had another guy that was breaking down boxes. He sliced his from artery. Another guy that was removing carpet. And um, mm, yeah, I, yeah, I mean that. it's just it's like the most bizarre. We had a kid that um, in uh, out of Texas that he was monkeying around. You know he's beating on this pane glass window, just being silly, being a teenager. Window busted. He went through it, sliced both of his brachial arteries. And uh, the police officer that was there had literally just gotten uh, my tourniquet. And he ran in there and threw it on this kid's arm and saved his Bade life. His life. Wow. So Jeff did a, an amazing speech at
3: FitCon. I think it was last weekend. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever heard the story of how you came up with the idea of the rats or mm-hmm. why you thought there was a problem that needed to be solved. I don't know if we have time to tell that, but if you can condense it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was in Afghanistan. It was about 2007, and um, we were walking up to assault a target. There was uh, some Al Qaeda dudes on the inside, and anyways, we got compromised, and um, so one of the one of the bad guys inside the inside of the compound, you know, we call them compounds because like all of these houses were surrounded by 12 foot walls. Mm-hmm. And they were about three foot thick, uh, made out of brick, mud brick. And so anyways, we got compromised. They knew we were there. One of the guys ran out in the courtyard and started putting rounds through the, uh, through the gate, the wow. steel gate that was there. So I had two of my guys. We had just gotten there, and they, we were lining up to, uh, to make entry into this place. And they get hit in the legs with, um, with uh, AK rounds that had come through. So we jump up. We grab these guys. We drag them down to the ditch. And these are my Afghan commandos. And so we dragged these guys down in the ditch. And so I'm, and I jump up and I'm directing the fire from the guys. We've got guys on ladders and stuff. There's a big fight that's going on. And at one point, I look back into the ditch to see how, um, how my guys are doing. And the, and the medics were down there. And, and, you know, it was the middle of the night. So we're, and we're wearing MVGs, we're wearing gloves. And it was about as stressful as you can get because like bullets are winging everywhere and stuff. Yeah. And, um, um, I looked down there, and they're f- the tourniquet we'd been issued they''re they 're fumbling with it they 're kind of having a hard time with it and and it was one of those snapshot moments where I was like, man, you know what that's that 's interesting. we need to train more or something like that and mm-hmm. so and then we went out and finished cleaning up the you know finished cleaning up the um, the target and um, then later on, these same guys who had tourniquets on their legs were getting ready to medevac these guys and we are waiting for the helicopters to come in and um, they 're trying to take their own tourniquets off. Because the skin had gotten pulled up into the into Dude, the windlass. Yeah. And so they, you know, it it pulled the skin up in the thing. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So fast forward about um three months later, I'd rotated back to the States and um I was training some Air Force pararescuemen, some PJs. And um it's a very high stress course. It was all sim munitions, you're getting pelted, it's very painful. And I was up on the catwalk and I'm, you know, and I'm yelling at these PJs, you're wounded, put a tourniquet on your arm. You're wounded, put a tourniquet on your leg. You're wounded, put a, t- put a tourniquet on your other leg. And so I'm up on the catwalk watching these PJs, and it's night, wearing MVGs, gloves, very high stress. And I'm like, holy cow, these cluster. PJs were struggling the same way that my Afghans had been struggling with a tourniquet. And so at that moment, I was like, this isn't an education thing. This is a design thing. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to try and find something better. And I couldn't find anything better. And, and then what my wife likes to call a very expensive ego trip, I was like, well, I'm going to make something better. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit later, you know, it took me a couple of years because I was constantly refining it and making mm-hmm. it. I wanted something that was as dirt simple as possible and uh, that you could use, I, I like to say, scared shitless in I the I wish dark. we had one in here right now. And, um you know, I like, think we there there's, a there. There. there's, there's a so, one right there and so and and that's where it's like look it doesn't you know there's probably like if you go to the hospital or something there's probably a better you know a better tourniquet there um but this this was this designed yeah. to be super simple and that's I kind of get a I kind of crack up when people tell me like say you know and like any other product that's I mean this is completely different tourniquet and like any other thing I I get a bunch of hate from people and and one of the things people say is, like, it's too complicated. And I'm like, I was training illiterate Afghans how to use this in, like, five minutes. Yeah. So Show us real quick. On so Jake the way this works is. Put it around his neck. <laughs> it's a trucker's hitch. So if you're yeah. tying something down in the back of your truck, it's a three-finger loop. And then your running end here goes through the loop. It's an elastic tourniquet, right? And so this goes over. And so tourniquets you want to be an inch and a half to two inches wide, right, For so you can shut down the, the – uh, The artery. So you just, you pull this down and then this one, you just come around. So now, and I'm not going to crank it on him, but now I'm in an inch and a half. And this, the metal piece, we call it a cleat because it's a boat cleat was the, was the inspiration for this. And you just cleat off like that and you're done. So it was very simple and you can use this thing. It's scared in the dark. and, And we also had, you know, we had kids that were over right. there that would get wounded from these idiot suicide bombers and stuff. And so, all of a sudden, it was, you know, we needed something that would work on kids. And we needed something that would work on a big assaulter. And and so, that was, you know, my the better thing about track.
0: these, these clamp down further than the other tourniquets. So, the, like, you, i read this. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you knew this. Uh, the kids with the smaller arms, yep. you know, the tourniquets weren't getting tight enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, animals, the service dogs, Animals, yeah. this, was, this saved their lives as it's well. We've actually so. got
1: two canine saves. Uh, so we had one canine that was Ranger Battalion, had a leg. It uh, was either shot or blown off. They used a RAS to save that canine. And then there was another yeah. canine that got into a fight with another canine and punctured an artery, and they used the tourniquet to you, save him.
2: Do you need to go both, both sides? Like um, you, if, it, if, it's, if
1: it's an actual, like it's yeah. care under fire or something, you go both sides. And so with this— if if you use this, there's a there's a vertical right here, and I only went to the horizontal. So I tell folk people, it's like, hey, if you're monkeying around, and you're just kind of seeing how this thing works, only go to the horizontal because as soon as you go to the vertical. So that's the horizontal. Mm-hmm. As soon as you come here into the vertical, that is a mother to get that thing you out. To cut it. And so you've got to you've got to stretch this thing and, and roll it over. And if it's on there tight, it's really hard to stretch it. And so that that's another one where people are like, ah, it's not very secure. And it's like, brother, you've never used one before because it's hard to get out. There's actually there's a technique where you can break the cleat, so that if if it is stuck, you can
0: you can get. Is this, this a thing proprietary on. material that you've that you've made this out of?
1: Well, I, I found this company. So this is you know it's it, this is essentially vulcanized rubber on the inside, so it's a car tire. So it's unbelievably resilient to to heat and to cold. And then the outside is a uh, is a uh, um, polyester sheath, and what and what the polyester sheath does is one, it protects it protects the vulcanized rubber on the inside, so the sun can't get to it, and then two, what that does is that makes that slick. So now, if I'm cinching this on, it it won't ever pull my skin mm-hmm. up into there, even if I had clothing on, it won't pull the clothing up in there. So the so the sheath is actually part of the magic that makes that work.
0: Nice. And people it's pretty can awesome go to where to get these they can
1: either go to readyman.com and pick them up or ratsmedical.com and, okay. um, and, and well. rats and they are for on amazon. rapid rapid application tourniquet, tourniquet. system yep Very or good. on amazon we've got you know go to the ready man store on amazon and you can you can buy them there
0: and you've got all kinds of cool stuff on the ready man website you've got those the survival cards Is yep. That
1: what yep so another one of those were rumors was showing cool, me those
0: man. Yesterday they're was, super cool. Two minute warning. He, he was telling me about it, and uh, I was thinking, you know, they were like flashcards. Like if you're, you know, you're in the woods and you can pull <laughs> out your survival cards. that Don't eat this berry, or like sift through them. Yeah, like, look, look for the moss on this side of the tree, and that's. The, <laughs> but kind Martin, of kind of the cool
1: moment in my in my life, right? Is because I was a special. That's forces not what guy. they are, by the way. And um and and the SEER Committee, so survival, evasion, resistance, escape. That committee, the instructors all bought my card, um, or bought the Ready Man card. Here, I guess that was like a year or so ago, and it was like, and, and as a former SF guy, it was like, yes, okay. A bunch of my peers have, have now recognized they they like my product, and
0: right. And Talk they, about what that is. Tell them tell them what we're talking about. The is
1: there one here? We if you go to Ready Man, it's the, called the Wilderness Survival Card. It's the size of a business card. It's Everybody made out of on stainless Instagram steel. Has got to have seen one. They probably have. This is the hostage escape card. And so what we did is we figured out like little tools. This is so cool. And you you carry this thing around. Is the GoPro. Here you can hold it up to the GoPro. Um, you, You put this thing in your wallet. So it's like a survival kit that fits in your wallet. This is the hostage escape. We've got a wilderness survival. We've got a medical one. We've got another fishing survival one. So we did several different versions right. of of kind of the same genre
2: any any success stories?
1: um, you know, to our knowledge, we don't know of anybody that's used one in a survival situation, but like the fish hooks and stuff, we've had actually quite a few people have told us they've caught like trout and stuff like that with them so and then the no escape the lock picks. You know, as far as like actual uses, we've probably Big received yeah, like a hundred people are like, I locked myself out of my house. And Dad I locked <laughs> himself out no
3: of the garage. Garage. No We opened our gun cases <laughs> at Century.
0: No handcuff yeah. ones. No handcuff stores yet. But on the survival one, there's there's spear tips, there's the fish hooks, there's uh... yeah,
1: there's a double tooth hacksaw, there's a serrated blade, there's tweezers, there's an awl, there's a couple of sewing needles,
0: and it's all on this little micro yeah. thin credit card in your thin. Yeah, the fishing one's got some
2: like blades on it. It's got the, some blades. Yeah, uh, the, um, like a spoon.
0: Yeah, it was
1: pretty cool. There was a Canadian survival school that that bought the wilderness card, and they're like, we're gonna check out this arrowhead we think it's kind of flimsy and this thing isn't going to work and so these guys these guys tested out the thing and by the end of the video they were like oh, i'll be down man. that thing is, that's legit we're like and they were like okay ready man all right this thing's legit this is this is pretty cool and it was like right on man thanks nice, nice.
0: but uh you guys are doing a lot of different things there at ready man you guys go to their website ready man readyman.com dot com, black rifle coffee Com. Uh You could probably go to your local gun store They're probably carrying it there You're not going to find it in in like Kroger or something like that yet No, not yet um, Online,
1: a lot of online sales Most of them are online sales
0: Online sales And then yep. you guys have uh, some other things You've got a t-shirt uh, Yep, so uh,
1: ratsmedical.com uh, And then Savage Gentleman good you know, Savage gentlemen. Yeah, I forgot about
0: the beard, uh, all you beard-wearing uh, guys out there. They've got some great uh, products some for your great beard. great T-shirts
3: and If your wallets husband doesn't have a beard, you've got a wife. So,
0: <laughs> Seen some cool axes out there. Is that part of anything that you're doing now? Those nah, axes are – I mean,
1: we we um, those are more like presents where we've put them together and just give I mean, them I mean, I want away. to move in here
0: permanently. This this needs to be the it's new – It's like a, it's like like a gun I love dude
1: these. incubator. Yes. I mean,
0: everybody here, all the companies that are here, everybody's, you know, of the same mind, very centric, and uh, I, li- I like being here. With, I love it. I awesome. told Jerry, like this has been... Thank you guys for having me. I told me. you guys at lunch. It's been awesome. Yeah. yeah, it has been. It's been kind of mind-blowing. Always good. Uh, but, uh, Jacob, give your contact info and everything. It's uh,
2: nightvision.com. Uh, the discount code for the Paul is Paul, D-A-U-L, for the Accurate site. We're doing 10% off the accurate oh, And... Yeah. So, uh, 10% to the GoFundMe, right? So that's that's what we've got going on right now. Everybody needs to buy a set of sites and if you want
3: a shitty set of that's
2: sites, Awesome, you, guys too, you, can,
3: yeah. you can just donate to the
2: GoFundMe. Go
3: Studentofthegun.com slash GoFundMe. Also, I forgot to mention earlier that Dad's using Fighting Solves Everything as his campaign for this. Because he believes that Fighting Solves Everything. So
1: use Never that quit. hashtag.
0: Never give up. Never quit. Uh, and, and
1: we're going live here as soon as we shut down here. We're going live on the Ready Man, Ready Man Media. Ready man media. So we're gonna we're gonna switch seats, and um, I'll be over the there, and he'll be, be over man. here, man.
0: Right. we'll make them switch too. Uh, make sure you guys go and support all of us, support this podcast. Right on Optics, R I T O N Optics.com. Modern spark Systems for all your gun cleaning education needs. Modern Spartan Systems dot com. Keltec, Keltec weapons. Go get an awesome pull uh, cool pump. Your shotguns, your rifles, 22, the Magnum. 22 magnums that they got out. They got a new 22 long out. Uh, that's really cool, on it too. Death X steel um, Who am I forgetting? Uh, 1776 United. Get all your talking lead swag there. Get your talking leadies. evil black assault mugs. Talking Letty, better than a Yeti. Keep your dents minutes colder. <laughs> <laughs> Dip123.com forward slash talking lead uh, to get those. And uh, uh, make sure you guys go and support Charlie on this uh the working launch. Uh until next time, as always, let head. Keep your loved ones close. Keep your firearms closer. Close <laughs> <laughs> Thanks man. Alright guys, talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in.